Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. The STR Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Mark on My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with MarketMySTR. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to STR Unfiltered. I'm Bill Faith, founder of Build Short-Term Rental Wealth and the industry's largest short-term rental conference, the STR Wealth Conference. It's coming up on February 5th through 7th right here in Nashville, Tennessee. But you're not here for that today. Today, I've got a very, very special guest. His name is Scott Miller. He has a book that was recently released about a month ago. It's about the summit mindset. It's basically cross-ending success in business and success in life. And I'm really excited because I love building super lives for myself and for you. So I'm going to pull him up. Let's get him started. Scott, how are you today, my friend? Well, a pleasure to be here with you today. Looking forward to talking to you about business and life. It's, you know, there, there's nothing, there's really nothing else in life, right? I mean, let's yeah. life, business, forget about golf and, you know, hobbies and all that other stuff. So I want to dive right in, Scott. You are the CEO of Tampico Beverages. You have a long history of building large companies. You've done it multiple times. You have a new venture. So I assume all of that is impacted and it's inside the summit of life. What is the summit of life? And why did you write a book? Yeah, listen, I think I got to the point in my life, you're right, I've been an operating CEO for 20 years. I've had a lot of experience like yourself and a lot of your listeners. And I thought it was time to really put kind of those thoughts and those experiences down on paper. And I think the Summit Mindset is a book that talks about the boardroom organizationally and also talks about what you can do individually. You know, I'm a big runner. I love to run the backcountry. And on the summit, the climate's always changing. You know, you're snowed in one day, you're fogged in the next. It's raining the next day, then the sun breaks through. And that's kind of like life, right? That is what life's about. So in the Summit Mindset, we talk about what is your North Star? You know, what are you in pursuit of in life? You know, do you have courage? You know, and the Summit Mindset is really, you know, a book about life. That's awesome. So a lot of people that are successful in business have a tendency to fail in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. And you talk about that North Star, you talk about kind of the organizational component in business. I assume that that probably transitions over into the personal side of life as well and the mindset. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. I think you're right. I mean, people in business often are really good in one area and disproportionate in another. So I think the summit mindset is really about life's an inside outside job. And so is business. It's inside out. You got to look inward. You got to be accountable. You got to actually say, I love to talk about what do you stink at? We all know we're personally good at, but nobody wants to talk about what you suck at. And I think that's really important. So I've gone in to take over companies. I've said, hey, stop. Don't tell me about what you're good at. Let's talk about what we suck at. And it's an inside out job. When we can do that really well, we can recalibrate, we can make adjustments, and we can move forward. 
And I think that's the same organizationally and individually. And when we do that, we become better competitors and we also become better humans. I, I, I love that because I really suck at like bookkeeping and finance and that type of stuff. I'm a huge financial guy, Scott. You know, you have to be if you're going to build businesses and you have to have that intimate relationship with your financials and your P&Ls and your balance sheets. But I am not the guy to do data entry into QuickBooks by any means. So I don't do it. Right. And I think there's a lot of people that really focus on taking what they suck at and trying to turn that into a strength. Do you look at it that way? Or are you kind of similar to me where, hey, I'll let somebody else handle that and I'm going to stay inside my genius zone? Yeah, Bill, I'm similar to you. It's about closing the gaps where the suck is, right? If you're really not good at the QuickBooks, how do you find somebody to help you to close that gap to get efficiency that you can look at it and understand it and be very effective at it and efficient? So clearly I think just like you do there. That should be the title of your next book, how to close the gap on the suck. That's right. <laughs> close the suck gap. I love that. So I, I run and pre-COVID, I used to run about 35 miles a week. And during COVID, I drank, I pretty much emptied my wine cellar, which is right next to my studio here and put on about 85 pounds. And I've just gotten back into it. And I love being outside, Scott. I mean, I've got a park right behind my house. I can run 28 miles, but you know what? It was really hard when I went back and I was 80 pounds overweight and I could barely walk a mile and a half without getting shin splints. And I think about quitting all the time. And you know, and I kept going and I kept going. Now I can actually run five miles at pretty slow pace, about 11 minutes a mile, but we'll get back to those eight, nine minute miles at some point. I think a lot of people quit too soon, right? And one of the things that I think is that I see with successful CEOs like yourself is that you are able to get employees motivated, inspired that may want to quit, you know, aren't willing to go those two extra steps. And I think entrepreneurs usually become unsuccessful because they quit too soon. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you encourage an entrepreneur that may be struggling today or they're worried about going into a downturn of an economy, you know, to really have the motivation, have the mindset to be able to move forward through what we're about to embark on? Yeah, Bill, I think that's an outstanding question. I think that I believe that you have to practice like you play and good people practice like they play. And the magic bullet is consistency. So in business, I always say, let's create good behaviors and fundamental habits and let's talk about them every day. Kind of like, how's the weather, right? You know, what do we focus on? Profitable top line growth. Do we understand our culture? Are we living our culture every day? Do we put our culture up and say, hey, what are we good at? What do we suck at, right? At a Yesly, we're a we culture. That means everybody participates. That means everybody has a valuable voice. And in your personal life, as you said earlier, a lot of people, if they're really proficient and good professionally, they're usually proficient and good personally. How do you create balance in your life? So I call it about doing the reps every day. I'm a runner. I run every day. It's like brushing your teeth. I do it in the rain. I do it in the snow. I do it in the heat, right? Because that consistency through time allows me to gap my competition. It fundamentally makes me better. And when an adversity comes, which it comes to us all, when you create good habits and do the reps, you can lean in and get through the adversity and come out the other side better. I don't know about you, Bill, but my greatest learnings in life have through been through struggle. I always find that victory is actually in the struggle. When I've gotten to the winner's circle, it's actually easy. The work's already done, but it's the struggle and the victory through the struggle that makes us better where we learn. And I think when you have good fundamental habits and you create them consistently is when you're your best self. 
I, I would agree with you a hundred percent. It's what you do when nobody's looking, right? It's, totally. you know, I got up at five thirty nine this morning. I did not want to get up and I right. knew that I have a packed day doing this stuff. And I, I didn't have time to go running outside. I got on the treadmill and I walked yes. at a 15 incline for an hour. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to work, doing two things, you know, doing some other things while I'm doing it. You used a term that I don't hear very often, but I absolutely love. And you talked about gapping the competition. I might steal that from you, by the way, Scott, because I love yes, it. The, awesome. One of the things that has set me apart in my 29 startups is I've always ascended to kind of that top line, that Louis Vuitton, that luxury space, because I believe that the gaps, the Ruby Tuesdays, the, the Kmarts, the Sears, the middle road of our economy is getting squeezed out. And I think we either need to be volume-based, low price, or we need to be high profit, high margin, you know, low volume on the top end. So you're you're kind of this expert in, you know, taking over companies and building them and doing these types of things. What are your thoughts? And a lot of my people are in real estate, right? We talked about in the pre-roll before we got in, why I invest in that high, high side of real estate is because of a, if a family, if a household income is making a million dollars a year and they lose 20% going into 2024, they're still going to take that $5,000 or $10,000 vacation. If a household has $200,000 in income and they lose $40,000, that 20%, they're probably not going on vacation. So explain to me your theory, your strategy when you are gapping your competition. Is it on the front end? Is it on the back end? Or is it through the entire company culture? Well, I think it's a great question. Once again, I think the gap starts with understanding what the white space opportunity is. Where is the space where you can go? It's kind of your Louis Vuitton theory that you can create a gap in the competition because you're going to get consistency with your customer base. And from a beverage standpoint, I want to give the consumer something that is better for you with a function, but there's, it's not, I want to lead the market and not follow. I want to get there first. And I want to build really a moat around my business to be successful. So I think it's about that white space opportunity. What's your moat? And then how do you lift the drawbridge and continue to be successful? I love that. I love drawing the moat around it. It's interesting. I just opened up, a, a, I just invested into a new property and it was almost at the entrance of Glacier National Park in Montana. And a lot of people thought that I was crazy because I'm buying a condo for the very first time. I'd never purchased a condo before because it's really hard to turn into what I call a super property. But, and I paid a million dollars for this two bedroom condo, but I created a space that did not exist. There was not this level of luxury. And then I look at, wow, there's over 7 million people that are driving through the entrance of the national park four miles away. There's no zoning between me and the park for new residential. All these elements that go into kind of creating that moat around your business. Is that one of your successful traits? Because you've had some three, I think, three major exits all out of beverage businesses, right? And you've been, you've been into real estate. We were talking that at multiple levels. Is it the same thing in the beverage business at large scales, like what you're doing with your real estate investments? Are you still trying to create that moat? Always trying to create a moat in everything I do from real estate investments to building a culture in a business. How's our culture different? When we talk about a we culture, everybody has a valuable voice. Everyone participates. Galvanizing a team around the common North Star. What are we in pursuit of? And then building that moat. I think often organizations are adrift because they don't really know what they're in pursuit of. And guess what? Individuals are often adrift because they don't know what they're in pursuit of. I also believe in the summit mindset, I talk about pillars. I think organizations need pillars, and I think every individual human needs pillars. My personal pillars are my faith, my family, others in business. Those are where I operate. I block out the noise everywhere else. If it doesn't fall into those four pillars, I'm not interested. It allows me to be effective, efficient, and focus on what I'm in pursuit of. 
just to be a better human every day and to work on those pillars and be better. And I always say I drive my own lane because there's never any traffic. And this is my focus. And that's that consistent effort because I know where I'm going. You know, Bill, how many folks that get to life about our age, you know, in the middle, the later part of life, and you see them losing their mojo. They're kind of beat up. They're kind of lost their confidence. And often they don't even know who they are. When I interview folks in business, I say, tell me a little bit about Bill. And you say, well, I'm a hard worker. I'm a nice guy. I'm honest. Kind of close your eyes. Anybody can say that. But there's a lot more to Bill than that, right? And that's why pillars in the organization are important. Pillars individually are important. So in everything I do and manage, I'm always looking to create a point of difference and build a moat. If I don't have pillars today for the listeners that are out there, where do I start? How do I figure out what, what my pillars are going to be? Who are you? That's the first question you ask yourself. And when you think about pillars, you got to whiteboard them. I do it with individuals when I coach young CEOs. I do it in organizations. Who are you? What do you stand for? What sets your soul on fire? How do you want to contribute to society? What do you want to be thought of when you're gone? What legacy do you leave behind? And when I set my pillars, my faith, my family, others in business, I know who I am. And when I have them and that adversity comes to life, that comes to all of us, we can withstand it because we live within our pillars and we work hard and we do the reps every day and we come out the other side. I think when businesses don't have pillars and they're adrift, how do you navigate when you're adrift? How do you know where you're going? It's the same thing with individuals, right? It's that earlier conversation, Bill. What do you suck at? Look inward. And we got to do a better job of that as humans. And we do, we, we become better humans. Yeah, I think, uh, I think number one, I think people don't put enough emphasis on creating a business plan. For me, it's not about, you know, writing it down. It's not about, you know, finishing it. It's about creating the more intimate relationship with, you know, where you want your business to go. And then the entrepreneurs, why do you not take that business plan and apply that to your own life? With exactly. you and your spouse and your children and, and create your life plan. That's kind of my impetus for the whole super life. You said something that really resonated with me that I want to unpack for, for a minute, and it's the North Star. So I believe when I'm teaching people about how to build a super life, you have to define your outcome. If we don't define what we want at the end of the rainbow, you know, in retirement or what our freedom is, then we don't have the ability to distill that down to sound daily decisions. I assume your North Star is something similar to that in business or in personal life, explain to me the North Star and how that works inside the Summit Mindset. Absolutely. I mean, the North Star, I'll give you a couple examples. One at Accenture, when I took over Accenture, I came in, it was a great company with great people. Didn't really have a North Star. How do we define our North Star? What do we want to be? We wanted to be the number one premium water in North America. We captured the number three position in North America, and then we were successful to sell the business to Nestle, the largest food and beverage company in the world. They'll become the number one premium water in North America under Nestle's leadership. Individually, I think my North Star is one, to be the best human I can be. That means some days I'm good, some days I suck at it, right? But I'm focused on my pillars of being the best I can be in business with my family, with my faith and others. And, you know, to build a billion dollar business and give back to the world. So I know what I want to do. I know what I'm after. But every day it's that chop tree, carry water within those pillars. And that practice like you play mentality, consistency is really the magic bullet. And often it's kind of like common sense. Why is it not that common? Consistency is pretty easy, but it's actually really hard. I love that. So if you guys are listening out there like I have intently, I've got eliminate the suck. You've got to be consistent every day. I mean, this dude, Scott's running every single day, rain, shine, snow, whatever. Consistency is key. 
I had a CMO, Sam Malakarjan on who I stole from HubSpot. And back in the day when everybody was blogging, he said, look, blogging's like jogging. We got to do it every single day. We can't just do it once a week or once a month. Next is the four pillars. We need to define what our four pillars, what, what everything about us, what, you know, gets us ramped up. And then you have your North Star. So, and all of that's inside of the Summit Mindset with Scott Miller. Scott, where can my, my audience find you? Absolutely. You can find us on the Summit Mindset, the book on our website. You can find us on Instagram, Summit Mindset. And also I have a little Instagram called Scott Miller, You Versus You. And the book is really called The Summit Mindset, Winning the Battle, You Versus You. I love that. Awesome, Scott. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You're amazing. I'm going to go to Amazon and get the Summit Mindset today to add it to my library. I love here. it. I love it. Um, and take a look. You guys should too. Remember, it's the Summit Mindset by Scott Miller. Check it out. Hit him up on Instagram. Amazing dude. Extremely successful entrepreneur and just a good human being. Thank you for joining me on this episode of STR Unfiltered. I'll see you guys on the next one. Happy hosting, everybody. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.